You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. WWE day one should be one and done. Blavacani, it's the Express with Daniel Shahori as always, and it's not even the new year. I'm too lazy to get another co-host, Dan. And we're looking at WWE day one, and it is uh, not looking good, let alone, you know, who could be dropped from this card as a result of COVID, which is spreading across WWE so quickly they've had to change their policy. Are you at all excited for this unusual, ill-thought-out pay-per-view? I'm mean, kind of. I mean, I'm more excited for Dynamite tonight, if I'm being honest. But I'm also excited uh, what they do next year when day one doesn't fall on a Saturday. Yeah, that's very interesting. And, and I do like the Saturday model. It's funny you mentioned uh, Dynamite because we are taping this on a Wednesday because uh, who could be bothered to do it after SmackDown? It didn't even occur to me. Um, but, you know, AW deserves a lot of credit for doing shows on a Saturday. Quite honestly, I think it's one of the reasons WWE has gone back to it. If you go back, into the history of Taboo Tuesday, I'm, I'm sure there's some precedent for it, but certainly it had come out of favor for a very, very long time. And, you know, when I look at this, Dan, I see the Universal Championship match, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. That's a big match. Otherwise, I guess Edge and The Miz. Is there anything sure. else that jumps out on this card to you? No, that's... That, and again, I, I wasn't being facetious about... Like, uh, Without going through it, I mean, mm. there's like three things I'm excited about for Dynamite tonight, and there's mm. one thing I'm excited about on this show. Uh, other than like, who knows what will happen? But I mean, sure, Edge, interesting, uh, but it's Roman and Brock, and and otherwise, what Paul Heyman will decide to do mm. is the that's the that's the main thing that this whole thing is built around. Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump right into it. So you do have Roman Reigns taking on Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, the way he sort of interpreted his firing from Roman Reigns was essentially, okay, well, I can't go to NXT. Excuse me. I can't go to NXT. My career might be done. Um, Feels like a misdirect. It feels like he will help Brock Lesnar or maybe, you know, this is some undercover thing with Roman. But I, I look at this match, Dan, and I think Heyman will taint it. And then we, very much could be back here at WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble or another point. I, I don't really or see both. Yeah. Yeah. But if not both, I don't really see this as the ending. I could even see this going one way and Roman or Brock winning the Royal Rumble uh, and either coming back or, or maybe you drag that story on to raw, but yeah, I just don't see this as day one being, you know, the last day of this feud. No, I mean, and if I, I'm, almost guessing that they might just do this two more times because who else is ready? Who else? Cause look, look, if, if Brock wins on Saturday, mm. then obviously they're going to do the rematch. Mm. But if Roman wins, uh, who's, who's next? Yeah, who's and ready? Think, and I think it says something, Dan, that they did the clean. It, it's, it's odd because to, to take Roman, you know, essentially he's going to continue this character without Paul Heyman. Brock Lesnar continues his character, perhaps with Paul Heyman. But, you know, Heyman moving was a central point of this. But beyond that, the story hasn't really changed. This is not a double turn. This is not a big angle. This is not Roman and the Usos becoming some sort of face stable and Brock Lesnar reemerging as the heel, which kind of is where I thought it was going. Um, this isn't a bigger story. It isn't a bigger play. Like I was watching NXT 2.0, which we may talk about later. And I was thinking, oh, maybe he'll go get Solo Sokoa 
And Paul Heyman will slowly, like very slowly work his way back up. But I just think this is going to be pretty much the Roman and Brock match you expected. They burnt off the Paul Heyman thing a little bit too soon. I think, you know, uh, Roman even firing Paul at the end of the match for screwing up as he still wins would have been something. But yeah, I'm with you. I would be shocked if we don't see this, if not at WrestleMania, multiple times leading up to WrestleMania or to get Roman to WrestleMania in the hopes that maybe The Rock or something will come down. But I'm looking at the SmackDown roster. To your point, Dan, like uh, I'm drawing a total blank beyond throwing Ricochet or somebody out there for the sake of it as to who could at, challenge at Mania or, or, the, or not like, even at Mania. I can't even, I think WWE is still just praying the rock does them a favor at Mania. Um, they would know this by now. Yeah. He's or, not, or they transplant somebody from raw, you know, maybe a face AJ styles wins the rumble. Like I think those are your bets, right? Edge wins the rumble and comes back. I don't even, yeah, I don't. I, I'm really at a loss for what they can do with Roman Reigns at this point. Maybe that means they need to put it on Brock and change this whole equation because they've done this for, you know, we're going to come up on what, 500 days not, and not too long that Roman's been champion. Yeah. And, and they'll probably keep, but look, if they do change it, then that's obviously just means they're going to go right back to it. Mm. Whether, whether they stretch it out to Roman wins the Rumble just so he gets the chance at Mania again. Uh, but I still think if even if um, Roman wins, that it's still going to be Lesnar and Reigns at Mania for, for whatever reason they figure out. May, even if they have to add a third person into this mm. match to make it interesting. But that's I don't think you're going to have anything else other than those two guys at Mania regardless. Yeah, no, hard, hard to see. And uh, a championship picture I thought I had a better grasp on, but it's become very complicated. Yep. Is the WWE champion Biggie? He's going up against not just Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. This started as you know Seth Rollins having that not quite money in the bank contract to Kevin Owens weaseling his way in to Bobby Lashley weaseling his way in. So it's now a fatal four way. Kevin Owens has signed a new deal with WWE. Seth mm-hmm. Rollins is in a, a pretty good position. Bobby Lashley, they've decided for whatever reason that he's back here, despite mm-hmm. I think already feuding with Biggie initially. Yep. Um, this is very odd. Like my gut would be, okay, you're not going to take it off Biggie now, but I really wouldn't put it past them. And the other issue here is COVID, um, much like Hulkamania in the eighties is running wild through WWE. Yep. And I don't even know if you're going to have all four of these guys in this match. In fact, if there's a match where you're going to miss somebody, uh, and still do the match, it's this match because of the fatal four way. And for example, like Biggie was not on raw. They, have, or Seth. uh, or Seth, they and or Lashley to that. Kevin Owens is the only guy right now who. Oh right, to be that healthy, he's there. Right, right, right. To be honest, or at least not in some sort of quarantine. They are, you know, judging from reports, seemingly changing their rules uh, to go away from testing. But I don't even know how much that it affects active, you know, you know, lockdowns and whatnot. Um, so I, I have a weird feeling Kevin Owens might actually take this, uh, Dan. I think a lot of things have just shifted in the last couple of weeks, the contract, the situation with isolation. Uh, I could see them doing that. Kevin Owens is the real Mr. Money in the bank hmm. for signing that new contract. Uh, he, so yes, yeah, so that makes, that makes him at least plausible where he, uh, a week ago or whenever he announced that he was resigned was he was completely out of the question for this. But then again, I, I think 
it's going to go to Lashley. Mm. Like why, why did they, you know, why did, or rather, why didn't they push him or, or book him the way they did the last few weeks when mm-hmm. he was the champion, like yep. they made him so strong when he beat the three, he beat the two top guys and the champion in one night. Like that's who, like who, who gets booked like that? And he certainly wasn't while he was champion. So if they did all of that just for him not to win, I mean, that's, I don't know. I feel that that seems like a bit of a waste. And of course it's, um, you know, it'll be sad if they take it off Big E this early, but I think they're probably going to do it. I don't yeah. think that they're, they're excited about Big E anymore. I think the most complicated part of this, Dan, is uh, Seth Rollins not only missed Raw, but was very public about the fact that he tested positive for COVID. That's and, a strike. Yeah. Against and, him. and depending on whether it's a five day or a 10 day quarantine and positive tests, their hands might be tied. Rollins may very, he's the most likely person to not be a part of this match because of yep. how public he is, because of the fact, you know, he's with Becky Lynch, who we're going to also see if she is or isn't on this card. Um, and it'd be very easy to push Becky Lynch's match. Which we'll get to in a second from this card. I don't think anyone would be too disappointed or too upset, to be honest. So uh, it's, uh, you, it, and you make a great point about Lashley. I guess this is very much now a three horse race, but the fact that, you know, the, the most logical thing is for Big E to keep this title and for them to build a new star. I hope but so. I don't really see what you do with Big E. Like, you know, yes, if somebody wins the Rumble and comes along, Big E's a, a good, is an easier target than maybe Roman for somebody to win the Rumble, especially a heel, and to become champion if that's what they want to do, which is totally in the question. Now, again, who that is, I don't, you know, is Damian Priest a guy who we've talked about before who could win the Rumble and go up against a Big E and the darkness takes over. I, honestly, it doesn't even sound that good, but I feel like that would be better than taking it off him. But I don't have much confidence in the fact that they would have much patience because they don't even want to test their employees for COVID anymore. So that's not good. Well, the one thing you just said, and if they do this, it would be excellent, but I mm-hmm. doubt it. So you, I don't even know if you meant to say this, but mm-hmm. you suggested that if they take it off of Big E and he wins the rumble and goes after Roman. That's something like if yep. they were, if they're actually planning that far ahead, yep. that would be, that would be a great storytelling. I doubt they're going to do that, mm. but that would be, that would, I would be very happy with that. It also raises the question, what will you do with a Bobby or a Kevin Owens at mania? I I'm sort of well, Lashley. Lot. You have other options. Like you can, mm. you know, you can have edge and Lashley. You can do lots of, yeah. you know, you can do, there's lots of, options for the WWE side of things, a WWE championship, mm-hmm. but Raw or uh, excuse me, uh, Roman Reigns. There's not very many options. Biggie winning the rumble. That'd be a great option. Cause otherwise y- y- there's no reason to put them. I mean, they can switch shows anytime they feel like it, mm. regardless of uh, the brand split, but, d- but that would in storyline would be satisfying. Yeah. No, that would be a payoff to a survivor series build. You did that. was Right. Because they beat him. Exactly. Um, like the, I think that would be great. I doubt they're going to do this, but if they do that, that, that would be great. All right. Speaking of things that uh, are disappointing, it's the Raw Women's Championship. <laughs> Becky Lynch taking on Liv Morgan. I, again, I I don't really... I, I You know, I originally wrote down, you know, why would this match be on the show? Well, why is this match have happening at all? Because Becky Lynch grabbed a rope? Like, I don't... I give Liv Morgan a lot of credit. Liv Morgan has done a, about as good a job as you can do in the position she's in. 
Um, there are legitimate seeds that have been planted between her and Becky, probably only because of the two of them working above and beyond what WWE scripts them to, to, you know, whether it be respect, whether it be just having fun, like the two of them have actually weaved a story that technically stretches across months and months and months and months and months, far beyond anything on raw. Like they deserve the two of them deserve a lot of credit, but you know, I, I believe uh, I just saw where we came on the Tony storm may have been let go. Yes. Um, I saw and that. you know, the live Morgan, Tony storm pushes have been almost symmetrical. Like they have, yep. been, except for the pie part, but you know, you get pie in the face, you cry in the face, it's pretty much the same practically rhymes. Um, I just, A, I, I can't see Becky Lynch losing this. And B, I just, I don't necessarily buy Lev, Liv Morgan as someone who's actually going to be cha- a credible cha- challenger, but not a champion. For, and I don't remember why now, because I, I haven't thought about this pairing in like a week or two. But uh, there, there were moments where I thought, hmm, I wonder if just to pop a headline, hmm. will they somehow allow Liv Morgan to beat Becky Lynch, even if it's just a week or two, hmm. just, just for the sake of make a, a headline again, or, or having people uh, hopefully tune into raw the, uh, the next day to see, or, th- or two days later to see what happens. But so there's, it, it's going to ultimately go back with Lynch, but mm-hmm. there is a possibility they might just throw Liv Morgan a bone for five minutes. Yeah. I I guess the tricky thing with Becky is you've done the Bianca Belair program, Mm -hmm. at least with Liv, you do have Carmella and Selena, but they're in the tag team division. Like you really haven't done your, and and, you know, Dana Brooks doing the 24 seven thing with Tamina. Um, You, you, you haven't left yourself a lot of room on this raw roster to do much. I know there's some speculation that Bailey could win the Royal rumble. Yeah. And you know, Becky strikes me as a better challenger for Bailey than Charlotte because Charlotte is such a pure heel that I just don't think there'd be any room for Bailey to play the bad guy in that rivalry. Whereas you know, Becky and Bailey as a WrestleMania program, you can play with what a face is, what a heel is. Like maybe neither of them are a face and a heel. Maybe they're both, you know, somewhere in between and everybody's going to be very divided. So I, I live Morgan very much feels like a placeholder. Um, Definitely placeholder. I, I don't know what you do with Becky at the Royal rumble. Do you do this? God hope help us not one more time, but you could certainly do something else. You could have Dana Brooke go champion versus champion. You know, that might be relatively interesting and right off the 24 seven championship. That'd be something new, but yeah, I just, I can't, I can't see her winning um, a match. I actually forgot that was on this card, Dan, because this feels like something Me that too. carried on from survivor series. Um, when Biggie was facing Roman Reigns, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, are taking on the New Day. Uh, the New Day won some weird match on SmackDown that featured RK Bro that anointed them the greatest tag team ever, as they defeated both tag team champions. Um, yeah, I, I guess they could put the titles back on the New Day. I don't know if this really matters, Dan. Who cares? Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I, I could not care less about this match. Especially when they remember last week when they're like, we're going to have a match tonight and then we're going to have another match at day one. It's like, what? Okay. Yeah. Why? And then, then they did it. And that was, it was like, I couldn't care less about this. It's, it's very bizarre. And I just won't talk about it more. Edge is no. going to take on the Miz uh, in what has been a very, very, very good bit, uh, build. 
uh, certainly uh, somewhat coincidental. And, 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 you know, we live in a CM Punk MJF world that this is happening mm-hmm. at the same time. But because, uh, you know, you got straight edge versus Ms. Junior and you got Ms. Senior versus Edge. But uh, all, all kidding aside, I, I've liked this a lot. I have been sitting there, you know, especially noticing the loss of Beth Phoenix on NXT, pretty much yelling at my television. When are they going to get to Beth Phoenix? Much like, you know, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory and the Simpsons? I would hope, Dan, that the angle here, because Edge has kind of demonstrated that he's not always going to be able to outsmart the Miz and Maurice. So I'm hoping, I, I am desperately hoping that Beth Phoenix is a part of this. And then we get the mixed tag of the Rumble. Because I just, I also think you can't do the Edge Royal Rumble pop again. I, I think you've overdone it so much. I think you just give this guy a match at the Rumble and a mixed tag match. And also the fact that Beth Phoenix has been an afterthought in this is has honestly bothered me a lot. So if it doesn't happen here, I, I kind of wash my hands of this. Okay, but if you're Vince McMahon mm-hmm. and Beth Phoenix walks off your new pet project, NXT, mm-hmm. Yep. Am I rewarding her with having this mixed match? I think that that's where they started from. Mm-hmm. They were going to do that. I'm not saying they're not going to do that, mm-hmm. but I think if she was going to leave the NXT broadcast team, she should have done it after this. Mm-hmm. In other words, I think that I don't know if this is going to happen now. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. It, it raises, cause you know, it's, it, we wouldn't be the first people to suggest the Miz or even Maurice going down to NXT to cause trouble wouldn't be interesting, right? They, they would have done it by now. Yeah, and and you know you look at what uh, 2.0 was this week with Riddle, Walter, you know being part AJ. of it. AJ was the third name I was looking for. Thank you. Um, it's it's peculiar, and, and certainly when Beth stepped away, she said she still wanted to do things in WWE, and my mind went to this. But maybe yes. it's, maybe she wants to do coaching. Maybe she wants to help behind the scenes or training. Um, so you know, I think that- she meant that as well. I yeah. think they obviously talked about it because everyone, everybody assumed this anyway. So obviously they thought about that as well. I'm thinking, uh, you, you know, yeah, they don't need to bring her in just yet. Hmm. Uh, especially like, like, well, who knows? Maybe on Saturday, Ms. wins with the help of Maurice. Maurice yeah. Right. So now Beth Phoenix needs to get involved, but I'm, that's probably when they introduce her, if the, the plans are going to go on as planned, but I'm thinking maybe, maybe Beth slighted the company by stepping away from that broadcast team prematurely. Yeah, no, they, they certainly were not in a position to replace her. Uh, and I think that says a lot that. And they're know, petty, these people. Yeah, no, I'm not. That's, that's unfortunate. And, and I hope, uh, I hope, you know, the better decisions come through, but it is sad. Uh, speaking of bad decisions, Drew McIntyre will take on Mad Cat <laughs> Moss. And this is such a weird one, Dan, because Drew on a is... pay-per-view. I didn't know this was on. Yeah. Well, and I, 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 I guess the idea is, and this would not be a problem if the Royal Rumble was not next, you know, the next pay-per-view. The idea is you do the match with Mad Cat Moss and, and nothing gets Mad Cat Moss. He's okay. And then you do Corbin. But the problem with that is either... Drew goes into the Royal Rumble with this feud that's going to screw him out as one of the top contenders of the year, or he also or only has this match at the Royal Rumble with Corbin. So I, I feel like the Madcap Moss part of the story should have been on SmackDown. Yes. And this should have been the Corbin. And, and, you know, to be fair to Corbin, who's, you know, come out of some of the worst gimmicks of 
you know, recent history, especially being the authority figure on Raw who got blamed for bad ratings. It's come out smelling like roses, like funny roses, but roses nevertheless. Uh, I think both these guys deserve to just be in the rumble. Like, I guess this feud can continue, but all I, three I, of them. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. This just seems like an odd place to put this. I think it will be fun, and I think McIntyre will win. But this is a weird match to have on this pay per view. Of course, it it is, and this this really epitomizes uh, a major problem with WWE creative: the fact that this pay per view that they've been planning for a long time, the the first pay per view of the Nick Khan era, that like this was his idea, this is his baby, and this they've planned this for a long time, and. Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss is one of the best things that you could throw on this card. This is a SmackDown match, if mm-hmm. at best, right? Yeah, it's comic uh, relief. And Corbin versus only to get to to Corbin and McIntyre. Uh, that's that to me. That's not a Royal Rumble caliber match either. Mm-hmm. So they should both be in, like you said, both be in the in the Rumble match itself. This should not be a one on one match at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's it's odd. Um, one other thing that's been a little odd, and it's been the last match we'll talk about on this card, and then we'll touch a couple other things quickly here. The Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro, uh, are taking on the winners of the RK Bronament, whatever it was called. The Street Profits yeah. took that. That got pushed back. Um, I would I could only assume for COVID because it's about two week pushback. Uh, a great match, I will say, between the Mysterios and the Street Profits, where I legitimately thought we might get the Mysterios here. I think you know, Dan, there are a lot of tag team matches that really don't mean a lot. The potential for Montez Ford to go flying from the heavens into an RKO could potentially be the greatest Mm. RKO counter of all time. And that's pretty much all I want from this. I don't necessarily like, I like these teams, whatever, but I think that's the value in this. I, I are, they've already seen riddle joke around with these guys backstage. I don't even know if there's much left in the much smoke left in the tank, if you will, uh, for riddle to chew on. I think that's the move. I think that's what you're going to get. Um, yeah. I think that's it. I hadn't, I hadn't, uh, when you said that, I was like, have, have they not done that yet? Hmm. But now that uh, I was like, no, they haven't done that. You're right. And that would be, yes, that has to be the finish. That's, that's amazing. What if it's a twist, Dan, and Riddle does it? Fine. Uh, well. Probably not as good, but funny. Sure. If you, if you can make it look good. Sure. Like that's I would, I, I would accept that. But that should absolutely be the finish. And I I would say, Dan, if you're looking for an opener and if you want to go that way with the opener with like a a gifable, shocking, huge result, I I think that's like a really, really great way to open a show. Um, And, you know, WWE is a habit of putting these things in pretty much chronological order. It's no joke that at the top of this card is Roman and Brock followed by Biggie followed by Becky. You know, I, I have a feeling that's where they might go. Uh, that would be a good choice. And again, yeah. And especially if they, that has to be the finish now that yeah. you said that. So, yeah. And, and maybe they counter out. Like I, I really don't care who wins this. I don't, you know, the riddle Randy Orton thing. I've enjoyed it. I don't know how much is really left in it. If they want to go to mania with it, if they want riddle to turn, like, I I don't think they can really mess this up that much. I think it is. We've probably gotten through the hardest parts of this and it is just going to be what it's going to be. Would you agree? This is just me projecting, but would you agree that after Roman and the bloodline that RK bro is the second most popular act in the whole company? Ooh. Um, 
I, I would probably have to see the merchandise sales, but I, I think you're probably on. They're probably good. I bet you yeah. they are high. I guess Big E would be up there, but if you want, if we can put Big E in that top three, I would absolutely put. Them I think there. RK Bro is way more over than Big E is right now. If you're asking, in my opinion. Yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, very possible, and uh, it's a testament to, you know, they basically took uh, a stoner character, and I think this started as a poor man's Rob Van Dam. And this very okay. much became yeah. Pete Dunn and Riddle take two with Randy Orton. And I, I don't know why it took them so long to figure that out, why they didn't just include Pete Dunn in this initially. Um, but I, I, you know, for Randy Orton, a guy who's notoriously known for just putting on a headlock and going on cruise control for him to be part, you know, part of this and be re-energized, be, you know, pretty much cosplaying as Stone Cold Steve Austin on Monday night uh, with the shorts and the vest uh, all in black, although I don't think Austin had black shorts usually, but you know, I, I think they're having some fun and I think it shows, uh, Dan, before we go, I do want to throw in a couple other topics because this pay-per-view is probably going to suck. Um, but speaking of things that suck, <clears throat> I am curious to hear some of your general thoughts on NXT 2.0. I will let you jump on whatever little you have bothered to pay attention to on this, uh, questionable brand. I haven't been, I, I haven't watched it in the last two weeks. Pretty fair. I, I've, I've, I've been keeping up with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know what's happening. I know who's winning. Uh, and I know the, I, I like, look, I, I'll watch clips. I watched when AJ showed up mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, I'm glad I did. Cause it, it, it provided more context for when Grayson Waller showed up on raw. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going to stay on raw? I think, I think Waller will stay on NXT, but as for AJ, this gets complicated, right? Because almost apparently there was a match. Um, that was Madison weird, Square eh? Garden. Yeah, that was just awful. By all accounts, awful. And I actually don't think they're going to do the almost AJ thing. I, they may rework it at some point, but they but have, they're not going to do it at all. I, I think they will eventually, but I think they now realize that they pulled the trick. I think they knew because they were going to do this at the draft. They, they kept it back. They did it during the RK Bronament because that was a logical place to break him off. So uh, I think that's got pushed back, which is fine because Styles can do his thing with Waller. And uh, I guess they do it later. So that's that's out there, I guess, is the answer to your question. I'm confused by this whole thing where because uh, I assumed that like, that AJ, because just because how he was always speaking to Omos would be the heel in all this, but yep. they've turned him face. Well, I guess maybe because the the bigger play is to get Waller over, right? Because, but they're doing this at the same time, right? Like you can't not like you can't uh, even though hmm. when I said uh, that was weird, I thought you were going to refer to when first of all Omos was not did not show up to Monday Night Raw because well, yeah, for, and Apollo came out, which was so, and then and then they switch they changed their minds during the commercial break where they said Commander Aziz is going to fight AJ. Inst- and it ended up being Apollo. And then commercial break. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, they they said, nope, we're, you're not getting that either. You're mm-hmm. going to get uh, Apollo Crews versus AJ. That oh, was so strange. The whole thing was weird. And Grayson Waller just disappeared casually as mm-hmm. this was happening. Uh, it's just a mess. And I think it's a bigger problem with NXT 2.0. I was watching uh, yesterday the tag team match where Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray could have found themselves in the title match. And they did not do that. They stuck with Cora Jade. 
And uh, that was uh, massively disappointing for someone who has not demonstrated much wrestling ability or much character uh, or really anything aside from ripping Darby Allen on Twitter. I will give Mm -hmm. her all the points in the world for that. But to that point, uh, they also debuted Tiffany Stratton last night. And what was a terrible gimmick in a decently worked match fell apart when she couldn't execute or finish her correctly. And it was embarrassing that they had to edit down her finisher to just basically reduce it to an STO because she, you know, the gymnast messed up a cartwheel on an international TV. Mm. Like, you know, people have speculated the NXT 2.0 brand will not last a year. I I don't think WWE will abandon it that quickly, but I think you are going to see drastic, drastic changes. Um, You know, case in point uh, last night, I'm trying to think who did uh, chase Brian Kendrick was supposed to get crushed by, uh, 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 you know, Harland. And they very quickly just had Andre chase come out there and they dropped the Kendrick thing right away. And within, you know, a bit, you had one of chase's students on the roof of the NXT complex, the performance center, almost being thrown off the roof by Harland. So they are not, they're just sort of sticking things. I will say nicely on the wall and hoping a few of them work. Um, I will give them credit. There are a lot of prospects in that system who I actually think will come through, but they have also, you know, Mandy Rose included, <clears throat> pushed the buttons. And I, I would even say um, Zion Quinn. I don't see a lot of interest in that character either. Uh, Von Wagner. Like if you go, if you look closely enough, there are a lot of very, very odd choices. Um, and you can probably count on one hand, the number of prospects uh, who will actually be good coming out of NXT 2.0. And that's kind of a, you know, a, a pretty big indictment on what this brand used to be. Do you think that Grayson Waller showed up because they intend to keep him on raw or they were lacking people because of COVID? So they used him. I think it was a, a lack of people due to COVID. Uh, just off the top of my head, Biggie wasn't available. Bobby Lashley wasn't available. Seth Rollins wasn't available. Becky Lynch wasn't available. I'm definitely forgetting others. Uh, I think Dewdrop wasn't available just yeah. off the top of my head. And the list would Omos. go on and on and on almost. Um, although that might've been due to his terrible match uh, before. Well, they did, like, that's, a, that's, a, that's a strange report as well, though. It's like, mm-hmm. well, do, do you, were you not aware that he couldn't do this? Yeah, no, and I think at this? some point they were, and I think they just legitimately forgot or he had a good workout. <laughs> I don't know. It's very odd. Why has he been on TV this past year? Uh, I'll, I'll leave you with something nice, Dan, before we hit uh, day one of the new year, uh, pun intended, and that's AEW, which yes. I have to admit has been quite good. Uh, as always, I'll have my qualms uh, with a variety of uh, small things, um, but certainly uh, I think the shows of late have been very good. Um, the main event, you're going to have to help me out here. Tonight um, or when? Uh, a week or so ago, there was a tag team match that was just outstanding. It was a six-man tag. Sting, Punk, and yep. Darby? Yep, Sting, Punk, and Darby versus MJF and FTR. Yep. I think that was a tremendous main event. Yeah, I loved it. Um, and just an excellent use of six great wrestlers. Oh, uh, That was a lot of fun. One of the, I think, the, uh, yeah, one of the most fun six-men uh, in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be more. So, again, like just for quickly for tonight, like, again, uh, I was serious about I am looking forward to just the, it's not a regular dynamite, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not like a special, I guess they sorry. Maybe they've given it a special name as well, mm-hmm. but still, so day one has really one thing. I'm really, so I'm looking forward to two things now with your arc, with the RKO finish in that, in the, 
in the tag match is so that there's two things I'm looking forward to on day one. But tonight I'm looking forward to the debut of the Undisputed Era. Hmm. I'm looking forward to uh, Jade Cargill versus Thunder Rosa in the semifinals of this tournament that they've been been going on for like at least six weeks now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking forward to Eddie Kingston and Santana Ortiz versus Daniel Garcia in 2.0. So like there's three things I'm looking forward to and opposed to this major pay-per-view where there's only technically one, one and a half things I'm looking forward to. Yeah, no, it's, it's very, very odd. And uh, I don't know if there's competition and we hope competition brings out the best, but um, I may, maybe WWE was just at such a low point. Um, and the one thing they were doing right was NXT and they, sacrificed it to the competition so mm-hmm. typically com- uh, competition brings out the best and most not so much in wwe uh dan always a pleasure to talk to you no matter how ridiculous wrestling is and it usually is very ridiculous um next aw pay-per-view is more pay-per-view is not until march okay so we're we talking the rumble, rumble, next. rumble next all right that'll That's be right. very interesting and as always um we will get the odds we'll probably do a draft perhaps uh, we'll have to find a third wheel for that uh, but until then, de- until then, I can't talk anymore. Dan, always a pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.